Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. We are back with another one, okay? The Patio Politics, we got a beautiful, beautiful guest for y'all tonight. Are y'all ready? Yeah. For sure, for sure, ready. Yeah. DJ, you ready? Oh, yeah, of course. You know I'm ready. I'm so ready. Look, we about to get into it. We're going to drop this intro, and when we get back, today's show is called diamond in a rough yeah. i'ma let that i'ma let that sit with him yeah diamond in a rough i'ma yeah. let it sit with him mm-hmm. you know what happens to a diamond in a rough what happens we're gonna find out we're gonna find out we're gonna find out <laughs> we hope you stay that wasn't the one because it's right for life trying to be part of your life we got whatever you like come on and just give us a try yeah Cause it's right up for life Trying to be part of your life We got whatever you like Come on and just give us a try Yeah I said it's right up for life Come in with the shows that you like We trying to be the best on the mic DJ playing cuss that you like Yeah It could be the start of your day Or maybe just the end of your night uh, uh. But if you rock it with us, patio politics is gonna do you right. Oh, oh, oh. Stay a while. Stay a while. Because if they don't, then what? We're going to lock their ass in the trunk. Throw away the who? Key. Amen. <laughs> I don't know, Kenny. I, I met this next guest, like, not through you, but I feel like it was kind of through you. So maybe you could introduce Indeed. Our indeed. Guest. We have a lovely queen. Go by the name of Diamond Dion. From uh from from the land, Los Angeles, South Central. From your real rep. <laughs> Not on the outskirts, really from the city. And um she definitely, definitely been doing purpose work. Um, been definitely been working behind the scenes and she actually got some productions of her own that she been um that she been involved in. But I'm gonna let her, you know, I'm gonna let her do her thing. We're gonna that's what we get into the bottom of today. Welcome in, yeah, Diamond. Welcome, 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 welcome Diamond. Welcome, welcome, Thank you guys Diamond. For having me. I so appreciate it. Hey. <laughs> It's all smile. She Thank making me, she making me blush. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so, um, watermelon talk mm-hmm. is what you late last came out with. Yeah. All right. We know oh, that. Oh, Everybody be, don't be, know be, that. Be, 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 before we even get to the watermelon talk, that's why I say. Let, let them know who know the that. watermelon talk came from. Where are you from? Tell them your, your upbringing. Um, you know okay, where you give from. Us a yeah, yeah, a little background. Yeah. Okay. Um. So my name is Diamond, right? Um, I kind of found my way into production by just kind of, um, you know, just like taking a chance and going after my dreams pretty much. Um, my first time, like, you know, being on the set was like working with Christina on South Central Love. That was like my introduction to like being on set in production and stuff like that. And when I realized- That was your first time? That was my first time, yeah. On the real, you couldn't tell me that. Oh sure. yeah, that was- that was my very first set like working on um and what did you do you were part of production yes so i had reached out to christine and it's crazy because we're like best friends now like this is is, that's the young lady that was at your Mm -hmm. skinny curly hair yeah mm -hmm. okay um and i 
had reached out to her. I knew that she was selling like her producer seats at the time. And like, you know, I was a college student, so I ain't have like, you know, so I'm like, you know, but I reached out to her and I was like, you know, like I can volunteer. Cause I'm like, you know, like, let me just see if this is something I'll be interested in doing. And then from there, just kind of like, oh, I got this. And it's just like, then, you know. So what was the, what was the job that you got or the position? What um, were you able to do? So she had brought me on as a, uh, as a PA. And then um, she had gave me a credit for um, script supervisor because like I was really like helping her with everything. I remember there was times I had did her hair. I had like set designs. Like Kendon, I was like doing a lot of. Uh, like that right there is it's, it's just like a contest too. Just what happens when you believe in people. Yeah. Because I, I wouldn't know that that was your first time doing that. Mm. You handled that like your position. I feel like you handled that better than people who was more seasoned than that. You know, I know some people have been working longer than you. That's, that's been on set. That's and I ain't gonna say no names and everything, but nah, I, shoot that you, shit, Cal. Don't It's the quality of the work. It shows in itself mm. for sure, for sure. That's Thank you. Up. I appreciate that. And then by the time like when I had got to um like work with Carlos on his project Trading Souls that was like my second mm-hmm. and then he has just been right. uh, that, what about yours oh so by the time I got to my third okay. third no, time's no, a charm no, no, third okay. time's a charm okay. Okay. Yeah. third yeah. time's a charm so what were you in school for before even stepping into the production the creative side um initially when I started college I had went uh, my major was journalism Okay. And yeah. then I felt like I had went through a trying time in life, and I was like, uh, cause my initially I wanted to be a radio personality, like that's what I was gonna do. Um, I had went through a trying time in life, and I was like, oh, I feel like I need to get more. I feel like that's when like when life starts to like alter mm-hmm. your dreams or whatnot, cause I'm like I need to be more realistic. So I had changed my major to English. So, so, you know, pretty much be an English teacher. Because I'm like, okay, I can get my degree and go straight into that field. I know, like, working in entertainment is such a gamble. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, that kind of happened. But I'm glad, like, I ended up finding my way back into, like, working in production. Right. Because I couldn't production. really see myself doing that. It's creative. Really, yeah. I love it. And then just from the outside looking in, from seeing you do it or mm-hmm. seeing you, you know, from the carpet, I can tell that you love it, too. Oh, you know, thank you, yeah, I so, get a joy. Well, what you went to school for? Would you choose the production side over that? Absolutely. So this is it for you, yeah, right here. This, this, yeah, gotcha. Like, I have maybe like a few credits left. I took a year off, and it wasn't intended, but through like planning watermelon talk and stuff, being in post production, which was like really stressful. And then um, something else had came up that was a really great opportunity, and I didn't want to miss that because I was in school. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of like put that on hold for a second. But literally, I would just be going back to get my degree just so I know that I finished it. Cause right. I did. I do feel like I put a lot into it. Like, I is this the English? Cry. Yeah. Okay. I feel like I put a lot into it. It's been times I sat in the car and cried because I didn't pass the class, or I remember like taking math classes. I had to take this one math class, like. And I said I would never tell nobody this, but I took this one math class like three times. Give it to us. You know, and I just felt like because I put so much into just school, I'm going to finish. Like, I got to. Yeah. And I promise. Sure. Yeah, it's time already. It's, yeah. It was an investment. Yeah. You got to get some ROI on. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and who's to say that you didn't get your degree already? Because I'm sure that everything that you went to school for, you got exactly what you needed, what you're doing yeah. now. Yeah. 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 That part. Thank Child. God. So what about what you're doing right now? Does anything make you want to quit or give up? Every day. Every day. Are Every you kidding day. me? <laughs> like 20 times. No, just kidding. Really? No, <laughs> I believe you. Um, Yeah, because 
when I got inspired to do a watermelon talk, um, I was really, really deeply inspired because I knew, well, one thing about me, like I knew that I had this deep desire, um, this deep passion for the black community. Like that's where watermelon talk stems from and mm-hmm. like my passion in working in production. So like, luckily my two passions got the chance to meet and that's what watermelon talk looks like. Um, mm. but I like that. Yeah. Um, but I did when I had the idea I'm like oh I got something like this is I got you know I just knew I had something and then once you start like really doing it and I realized like how much and how far out of my comfort zone I was going it was like ooh uh, I, uh, <laughs> do I, I have this yeah or it was yeah cause like should I do this prior like you know I started off like pretty much just being behind the scenes and I was like cool with that but like this, like I'm literally like frontlining a whole yeah. thing now, you know. Running stuff. Yeah. And um like behind the scenes and on camera. You know, like I have to actually be present because now like my face is attached to watermelon talk. So like as far as watermelon talk goes, it's pretty much as far as like I'll pretty much push it and so that's like the part that's really difficult. Like I'm not used to being on camera. So yeah. What's what's the what's the why that helps you keep going within all of this? Like what what feeds you to you know to choose the production side of giving back to people, whatever that is for you. The why the biggest why? The biggest, the very like meat, the steak on my plate that has like kept me going. The steak on my plate. Is um knowing that everybody who showed up for me that day that we filmed watermelon talk i feel like i it, it's like i can't let them down that's always on mm. my mind like there's people who dedicated their time it's people like who believed in me from the moment like i had the idea and was like oh can you like be a part of this you know when people are like inspired by it and you know just like wanting to be there and give their energy to it i just feel like i can't let them down yeah. like yeah how did you um how did you come up with your team or like the members, the casting for Watermelon Talk? Um, some of it was people that I knew. Like Kendon, I knew that he was gonna be good for topics that I had. Um, and then other ones were people that I found on Instagram. When you know that you're working on a project like that, it's like you always in your producer hat. So you could be anywhere at the mall. If you see something mm-hmm. and you feel like somebody got something that you may need, it's like I was constantly on it. I had went to this healing circle and I recruited somebody from there and he's was on like three episodes of Watermelon. Right, was that rap? Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's my that's know? my cousin. That's oh, my cousin. Oh, he told you? Mm-hmm. Um, I did your carpet. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. That's good. You on it. No, that's oh, that is up. hilarious. No, I um dang, I feel like I'm getting too deep too quick. Mm. All right, Jay. Go for it. I'm get, no, I'm getting too deep too quick. Okay, we, we, we can come back to the surface. Don't even trip. You go back deep. We, we got a lifeguard. I'm getting too deep <laughs> yeah. too quick. Okay, so um, there was a, a girl on the on the show. Mm-hmm. I feel like I know who you're talking about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like her story was like the way I watched her on the show. Mm-hmm. She was so like genuine. She really cared about what was going on. And it's not just because she cried, but she cried. But it was just like. It was amazing. That let mm-hmm. me know, like, the show was really genuine. It was really authentic mm-hmm. for people to see those people get around and talk about the ideas that you came up with. Mm-hmm. 
and really get that deep. And I was just like, dang. When I was sitting there in the audience, I was like, okay. Like, wow, this is so nice. <laughs> <laughs> this is so nice. And how long have you known her? How did she get into the project? Listen, I reached out to Tanya on Instagram. Tanya, yes. Yeah, Tanya. <laughs> I reached out to her on Instagram. Um, shout out to Tanya. Yes. Yeah, shout out to her Tanya. Her been put in this so fire. Right, yeah. So she came with a whole bag. <laughs> she came with a whole bag. <laughs> her banana pudding is so fire. But um, I had reached out to her on Instagram. I had seen um, like an interview she did, and I was like, ooh, like I want her. Like I want her. She got, really got something, and I feel like she could bring something great to the table. Um, and it's really just been like up from there. Like even the day that we filmed was my first time like meeting her in person. Wow. And I say that day, a lot of cast was outside of like a handful of people that I had already knew a lot of them were like I was meeting them for the first time that day but the way that we actually sit at the table and conversate mm -hmm. people wouldn't be able to tell yeah so like Tanya Jap Ruger um Robert <laughs> Ruger yeah um those are even Roman, I had met him for the no I had met him once because I had actually met with him the juice guy yeah mm -hmm. we all met each other that same day yeah, shout out to Roman, man. Shout mm -hmm. out to Yeah. Yeah, you picked... You... Everybody you, says that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's how I know that I was really moving um, in God's purpose. And I, that's how I feel like I know that God was literally ordering my footsteps for real. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because like he just said, you had the juice man and you had old girl mm -hmm. who was like... She was... Or she still is. Or she used to game bang. And so I was mm -hmm. like... I was really intrigued at the lineup. And I was like... Okay, Diamond. I was like, go, Diamond. <laughs> so, so, Diamond, what, what was your, um, what would you say was uh, your inspiration behind putting a whole watermelon talk together? Mm, I, it started when I became, um, when I started studying, like, you know, our codes, like black culture mm -hmm. and where we come from, like all on my own. And I really, you know, I'm an English mm -hmm. major, so like studying and reading is always um, I think so do. prevalent for me. Like, I love to read, and I like to learn, too. So I had, like, discovered so much. It really allows for me to uh, love myself deeper. That part. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like when you start to, like, unpack, like, the truth of where we come from and how, like, in touch we are, um, you can't help but to love yourself more. And I believe, like, through that, you begin to, like, love your fellow black people more. Sure. Um, and luckily... Um, I have one one of my really, really close friends. Luckily, she was, like, on the same thing with me. So we would have a lot of conversations that I felt like, why people don't talk about this? Like, mm -hmm. as black people, we should be talking about this, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. um, that part. And letting the world hear it. Yeah. yeah. From absolutely. our narrative. Yeah. And um, from there, like, that's when it happened. I remember, like, I was doing research and kind of looking at other podcasts and seeing, like, if people were touching on the type of conversations that we were having, people weren't. Mm -hmm. I, there's this one um, where I've gained some influence from as far as like how the conversation happens and like how it's filmed and it's called Grapevine. Um, and they have amazing conversation. Mm -hmm. um, but I knew like for me, I wanted to get deeper and really like unpack some deep mm -hmm. stuff. Just like, mm -hmm. and that's like where that episode of um, how should black families deal with pedophilia in the family? Mm. Like I wanted to go that deep. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I really wanted talk to unpack. About it. So, talk about it. Yeah, I really wanted to get in there and really start unpacking some things. So 
that's pretty much how I came out. I feel like it was nobody was gonna get to the nitty gritty like how I was, and I kind of wanted to make that you know my agenda behind doing watermelon talk for sad. sure. Yeah, that's what's up. Can we expect like some of that more from you as far as like yeah. highlighting some of the issues that we go through within the black community? Absolutely. Indeed. That's, that's what it's for, and that's why um, Nate called it watermelon talk because I wanted to make sure that people understood that this was prevalent for black people, you know, in black <laughs> conversation because I didn't want people. And, you know, that's like no offense to people of other races, but I didn't want them to feel like they even had um, an inkling or anything to say to whatever it is that we discussed, right. you know, mm -hmm. because our safe space. Yeah. yeah. And right. um, I feel like there are certain things that I'll be honest, like amongst other black people and be like, no, nah, this is a real big problem. And I feel like we do need to put this responsibility on, on ourselves. And I feel like, you know, we can talk about that amongst each other, but still, I feel like when I'm around other people, like, I'm a rifle mind, so I ain't gonna be that honest. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm gonna be more yeah, like, you know? they already pointing the finger and yeah. judging us, and yeah. yeah. We don't need all that. Yeah. So, that's kind of like what I wanted to do, make sure, like, that safe place was created. You did what you wanted to do, for sure. Right. For sure. The give is giving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I wanted to, um, like, before we go on break, I just, I wanna, I wanna leave this here, and then when we come back, we can mm -hmm. talk about it. How long it took you to create and come up and film and do Watermelon Talk, right? And then also, did it scare you to, or do you think it's going to scare you? Because you're still getting into it, to talk about something so deep about the black culture. You know what I'm saying? Because that's always an issue sometimes. But <clears throat> on that note, I just want to leave that with you real quick, Diamond. Okay. And think about that, and we'll be... We gonna go to a break? Yeah, we'll be right back. Yeah, we can take a break. You are now rocking with the patio politics. Hey, what's happening though? It's Ken Don, LP, DJ hey. FNJ, yeah, 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 yeah. And we politicking on the patio. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. All right, we back. Diamond in the rough. Diamond Dion, the producer, the entrepreneur, the PA, the millionaires. I heard you on the carpet saying that, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's coming. Yeah. Right. It's coming. Claim. Yes, it is. So, look, before we went to break, we were um, talking about how long it took you to mm -hmm. come up with Watermelon Talk, like the process. You had to film. Mm -hmm. You had to come up with a budget. Mm -hmm. You needed people with cameras. You needed people on time. You needed a place. Mm -hmm. How did I, like, did you get that done in a week? Did it take you two years, two <laughs> months? Uh, okay, so pre-production started 2021. Um, I remember I had, um, so I have um, like a really good friend. His name is Carlos, and he produces as well. At the time um, when I had pitched this idea to him, he wasn't, um, we, we necessarily weren't like, close friends we just like kind of developed our relationship as time went on but um so it was pretty much just like a business relationship so I was like look I got this idea you know like you think you can help me out um and then it kind of just happened that way I remember it was BET weekend that's when we had like our first conversation I remember like everything around the BET awards was going on at the time so um I had the idea a little bit before that and then that's when I had presented it to him so I would say that was like the start of like you know the team building and okay it's for surely go now because now and he was accountability too i knew if i tried yeah. to do it on my own i i would have backed out 
but because he was already like on board and we had already like discussed yeah, the budget and he was down. like ready to like you know put his money up for it it was like i could even when i did doubt it at times i knew i couldn't go and tell him that right, you know right because right. it was just a business relationship at that time so i couldn't have been that honest um <laughs> for real you can, can you imagine she's not honest with you anybody doing business no. <laughs> <laughs> um and then through that once i knew it was a go i pretty much just kept it in mind that everywhere i went i was recruiting people mm-hmm. i was recruiting cast um and then that's how pretty much the cast that came aboard once i had locked in the topics i think maybe within three weeks to a month our topics was already finalized and locked in and then i just knew um i just started scouting cast after that um as far as like putting it together i already knew how to ab so pretty mm-hmm. much like running a set and like production and stuff like that i already knew how to do it so that was like cake work mm-hmm. um and then uh, yeah that's pretty much was it, it hard to get people there on time to pick a date that matched for everybody I didn't have to, I just set a date and I had told people ahead of time, like, and I, the people that I knew, hmm. I was like, I'm really counting on you to be there. And then, um, the ones that I had reached out to and that I didn't really know, like Tanya and Ruger and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, I was scared that they may have not shown like, up. So I was always checking like... in like two weeks before I'm like, look, we filming in two weeks. You good? Do you need anything from me? Like, you know? And I was like, no, we good. Um, so I was constantly checking in the day before. I'm like, you good? I sent the call sheet. You got it. You know? <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, that really wasn't um, the main concern. I was just trying to make sure like we finished all time. Right. All, everything that needed to be filmed within, because you know, location cost. Right. <laughs> and people's yes. day rates cost. Yes. So I was just trying to make sure that we actually like filmed, um, stayed on schedule and got everything we needed. It took me about like VT was like June, July, August, September, October, yeah. four months because we filmed October 17th, which was like last year, so almost a year ago. And, and then, then you had to do editing and stuff after that. That took the longest. Editing was about the wanted to make me quit. I see. <laughs> um, you said alongside your editing. You know what? Huh? You editing is something else. Okay, so like the initial person, um, he took so long. He just pretty much like put because we filmed five topics, five episodes, right? So he just put it all on one thing for me. So I at least got to watch it and pick out, like, okay, no, I don't, I can't put this in there, da-da-da-da. And then I had hired another editor. He could have bought me, he did buy me for a penny because he just, like, sold me a dream and did not. He was so unprofessional. Um, And he got 75% of, like, the rate that we agreed to. And pretty much all that was for nothing because I didn't call his get... ass out so we won't. <laughs> so Man, we won't be you know, I don't even. Yeah, we're gonna talk. No, we gonna wait till Diane make the meal first, then we're gonna call his ass out part two. He, oh my gosh, he was just so unprofessional. I remember my first editing session, he had like people at his house just drinking, and I'm just like, whoa, uh, makes him business with pleasure, yeah. And then, um. The third one was like able to work with me because no, by that time, like, damn, you had to go through three edits. <laughs> you see, that? I know, dang. Um, T. And then <laughs> by the time I got to the third one, he was able to like work with me and stuff like that and like, you know, help me get it together. Now we, we can get his name. Uh, black and Brown. <laughs> I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I believe his Instagram is Black and Brown something. Cool. His name is Andre. Okay, yeah. cool. At he least, at least he cool. All right, yeah. Shout out to Dre. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Dre. Shout out to Andre. <laughs> he <laughs> like, look, I'm a help. I really don't do this. But I'll help you out. <laughs> Nobody God. ever wants to edit. It's mm, they it's, all act like they, but they be wanting that money though. Right. 
they be wanting that editing money, but they do not be wanting to edit. It's and so now, tedious. I kid you not. Now, I feel like if you not getting me my stuff by the time we agree to, I feel like if you're going to change the due date, I should change be able the to price. Ch- change the rate. Girl, I do that with the tow trucks all the time. Don't ask yeah. me why I'm always getting toes, but <laughs> I do that all the time. <laughs> yeah. If you're going to change your date, I should be able to change that price. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. For real, yeah. y'all. At this point, yeah. yeah. Most definitely. Um, deeper into the topics and stuff, Jazz. Now, Jazz want to know, and we all want to know, <laughs> why do you think that our culture, our people try to escape certain topics or certain history about our people? Like, just try to sweep it under the rug. Oh, like, um, that, uh, what happens in my house stays in my house type of mentality. Yes. Yeah. Jazz says yes. Uh, I'm looking in the background. Yes. <laughs> uh, that or just stuff that, like she said, people don't want to revisit. Uh, well, people don't want to revisit because it is a lot of trauma and pain there. So that's understandable. Nobody wants to relive the most horrific thing they've ever been through. You Never. Know? No. Um, and because of that, it does cause for, you know, like a lot of things to, um, a lot of information to get missed. But I feel like a lot of times that information is the most important because it does start to spiral out into other things, but you know, generationally. Right. The kids. Um, the kids yeah. are being affected. Yeah. Um. I honestly just think it's that old school mentality. You know what I mean? It's definitely like our parents' era where, you know, they just not. A lot of them aren't really willing to have that conversation. Um. If you're not willing to have that conversation, it's kind of hard to. Uh, forgive that person you know what I mean so now you got unforgiveness harvesting um and just like a lot of underlying stuff that kind of you know just really disrupt the whole family dynamic mm-hmm. um but as far as why I I guess that's really like all I could really think of as far as why they choose to sweep it under the rug you know it's just too painful to revisit um or maybe if I had to put a two cents in I would say they probably Although it happened to us, we don't understand it. So it's, it falls back to what you're saying. It's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You don't know how to explain it. So maybe just, like, I don't even know. So just, just, oh, well, I don't even know. Yeah. Yeah, you know? I agree. It's definitely that. And then, like, our parents, they come from that generation where they feel like they don't have to explain nothing to us. To the kid. So no, I need they to don't know, mom. Talk. Yeah. <laughs> some stuff, I, I feel like some stuff is important, though. Like, you know, if it's history and it can, Absolutely. history affects our future. Because if your mom was molested by her own father, you would want to understand you, yeah. why your, your mom, mom is. didn't let you sit on your dad's lap or why yes. your mom didn't let you um, go away. Which You know what I mean? Like all that, yeah. it comes out It comes out in behavior. Whether Most you definitely. try to not talk about it or cover it up or not, it all is displayed in behavior. You know, so it's better to, I feel like it's better to just be honest in that way. Um whoever you're kind of because trauma is always inflicted on somebody and most Mm -hmm. of the time it's the person closest to you and because of that I feel like it's just better to be honest um, with your loved ones so that at least they can have grace on you grace is really not going to come without understanding and if it does that person is really strong you know what I mean but for a lot of us it requires understanding for us to have grace and for us to be able to be forgiven so it definitely the truth sets a lot for yeah. you. Not just you, but everything else that comes after you as well. Well said, Diamond. I think sure. I have to do one of these. <laughs> I think I have to do one of those. So, um, 
Did you have something, Kay? Um, I did. I just dropped it, though. I just don't come back to me. <laughs> he dipped that out the watermelon talk table, too. I'm like, okay, I'm going to come back to you. We'll be back yeah. So, speaking of watermelon, you did five episodes? Mm-hmm. Is that like one season? Considered? Yeah. yeah. You're going to do more episodes for that yeah, season? Yeah, I'm planning pre-production now. Like, I probably just finalized the date last night, <laughs> a.k.a. this morning. <laughs> all right, so what would be... Not different because it's all watermelon talk. Mm-hmm. So I know you're staying on the same level, but yeah. can we get a little, can we get a little, a little uh, drop of a topic that we might talk about or? What would be a drop? Uh, a special I'm, guest here on the patio. Um, hmm. I know one thing I really do want to talk about. This is like literally just a snippet because I, I really don't want to give the topics away. But um, I really want to talk about if you can be pro-black and date outside the race. Well, let's talk about that. <clears throat> Flip my paper over. <laughs> okay, what you think? I say, uh, okay, so really within that, I say defining what pro-black is. Mm-hmm. People may have different definitions yeah, of that. Mm-hmm. that. That's, so that's where start. Perhaps mm-hmm. where the contradictions could come in. Mm-hmm. My view of being okay, pro-black. Okay, well, somebody look up the definition of pro-black. I, I, I ain't even going to go off nobody else. Okay. I'm say I'm pro-black. Mm-hmm. I'm pro-black. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to produce anything in this world, you know what I mean? I, I need that melanin up in there. You know, yeah. anything that's Half of it or me. all of the melanin? Yeah. We need all of it because, you know, it's, it's, it's getting burned out, you know, down the line. Yeah. Um, it could, you know. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, I definitely question if um, I don't believe that's so. I say you can't be pro-black and date outside your race. Okay, what about yeah, you? I, I agree. I agree with Kay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If, yeah, if you yeah. pro, if you pro-black, you you win it to win it. You yeah. feel me? You you win it for yours. Man. Yeah. Like, My stuff ain't nice. I don't. I don't. I cringe. <laughs> like <laughs> when I'm out and it's like I know that love is love. Mm-hmm. Like it can be fine. Mm-hmm. But me personally, I know that we are the supreme being. Mm-hmm. I know that we got that melanin. That I know that we, the sun's not going to take us out in 30 years. I know we'll still be here. Yeah. yeah. We're the greatest athletes. Like, we we are the supreme being. So, I like, I literally cringe when I see white and black, co- like, mixed couples together. I and just, it's so prevalent out here in L.A. Like, black... I like, and like, what does she want from I have now? two um, friends that are black. They're not from here. And one of them is from Miami. And she was just complaining to me, like... She's like, it's so weird. Out here, like, all the black guys date outside the race. It's a lot. And you do see it a lot out here. And, fellas, we now, need to they, talk if, about if this they, shit. If they ain't pro-black... We need a pen. I'm gonna write this yeah. for If they ain't pro-black, you ain't counting them. Man, <laughs> and, and you know what though too? I, I say like sometimes people live in certain areas, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause I went to school in the areas valley. Or like era. Areas or areas? Areas. Okay, no, okay. So like going to school in the valley, mm-hmm. you know, it's a lot of diversity within the school. Mm-hmm. So you know, they whole upbringing, you know, so they learn to classify race a little different. But for us who grew up in the inner city, you know, amongst our family, we probably got a more of a black experience that people would call it um, mm-hmm. than other people would have. So for probably sure. I still don't feel like that's an excuse. I won't say it's an excuse, mm-hmm. but I would say that some people's reality may be different from some of ours who are pro-black and who do who do, who do mm-hmm. believe that dating outside of our race is a no-go. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it could be like it could I, be I still, levels of cultural pro-black. Is what but you sure, that's what I, it, it's definitely that. It's definitely that because you ever hear the saying that say, uh, "Oh, they black, they kind of like whitewash." Whitewash uh, black people. Yeah. Like an Oreo. Oreo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Most definitely. <laughs> still no excuses though. I'm, I'm with yeah, I'm with Diamond. Still, yeah, 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 yeah. 
Still no excuses. Okay, so I got I got the pro black meaning, y'all. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> what that say? Pro black in the Urban Dictionary is a lifestyle that encourages the economic growth and development of black people as a whole, mm-hmm. with the purpose of increasing the wealth and. Let me click on it. Read more. <laughs> Yo, reading is on point, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. I lost it. I lost it. But anyways, bam, that's what pro black is. Yeah. So that means by definition, try. you really can't be, because by definition, you can't be. Right. Right. And I don't think you can necessarily be pro anything and be willing to dilute it either. For sure. That part. Yeah. For can can sure. we get a bump bump? <laughs> bump bump bump. Yeah. I yeah, think I that's... Think so. for, no, fuck, I think. I know. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. We gonna yeah. come back to that. I like where you dropped that. And we gonna when when the DJ dropped that, we gonna pick it back up from where it got dropped at. <laughs> DJ, drop that shit. I always I always wanted to do that. And he fucked me up. <laughs> DJ, drop that shit. Yeah. We going to a break. DJ, drop that shit. <laughs> yeah, it's a patio politics. Yeah. You are now rocking yeah, with the uh, patio politics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's poppin'? DJ FNJ, you feel me? LP the host. We got my king, brother, Kendon over over here. You feel me? We got Diamond in the house. Bam. Diamond, what's poppin'? You, 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 you Diamond? Diamond. Yeah, yeah. Diamond boy, after the break, we had to come back because... Diamond was about to jump on T, man. We, <laughs> man, the show was about Who to be. Black? What? You, what? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, ooh, show was about to be over. But it, man, we talked about so much, and then Kenny got in my ear and said, "Do you think white people can be pro-black?" Um. Yeah, I didn't say no right away. I had to think about it, so I was like, "I gotta ask somebody else." Be pro-black. Uh. I'm, I, uh, I okay, look, like, let me share my experience. So, first year at CSUN, first mm-hmm. year at Elpin College, um, I walk into my black studies class, Africana Studies. And um, it's, mm-hmm. yeah. it's my well, white teacher, right? My fast forward, it's one of my favorite professors. The teacher is white. Mm-hmm. Professor. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Glocky. right, man. Man, shout out to Glocky. I love Glocky. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Definitely. But man, like when I talk about genuine, genuine. You feel it. I'm talking about arguing with other black professors about what should be going on in the black department that the black professors should be worried about. Like she was like, like, like really pressing the line, mm-hmm. you know, um, on it. So, and um, and I know when we talk about being pro-black, you know, we cutthroat on the definition and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But this was somebody who I know actively was for the community more than some people who was in the community was mm-hmm. for the community. And that's why I'm saying like that question right there is really like, a, you know, was she in a relationship with a black? She 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 have been. Um, um, she was single though, um, I believe, uh, last time that I was going there. But mm-hmm. but she have been like throughout life. Like most most of her her associates, she grew up around a lot of black people. High school, you know, her experience was a lot of that. You know? I think that when it comes to black progression, black people should be, um, I guess, like careful about who they extend their hand out to. Honestly, because. You know what I mean? Just because I feel like (laughs) 
Yeah, because I'm really trying. <laughs> allies, you know, we got allies and we got enemies. Is that kind of like what you? No, it's just that. Um, I feel like what should be done for black people needs to be done by black people. I hear you. You know. I hear you. So, um, I feel like we should just be mindful of that. I don't necessarily feel like it hurts because I'm pretty sure there are people of other races that genuinely feel where we come from. They do owe us. They do feel like, you know, where we coming from and our struggles. But I feel like, you know, this this whether we ask for it or not, it is our burden to bear. Um and I do necessarily sometimes I kinda wish that black people wasn't so um like ready to have their arms open to people of other races not mm. like in the mind not mm-hmm. in using the mindset of being racist i just feel like a lot of that accepting energy that you may have needs to be used towards your own brothers and sisters i don't I you know don't. what i mean I don't. Yep. you know like so quick to necessarily you know have your hand open for somebody else but when it comes to your own you feel like you gotta walk past that person with tension or I, you can't speak or look him in that and i feel like that's weak mm. i don't like that yeah, yeah, I think that oh, that's yeah. like a whole other story. I feel yeah. like that kind of come from game, like the sprinkle of game banging. You yeah. know, the white neighborhood didn't get that sprinkle. The Asians didn't yeah. get that sprinkle. The Asians tag, you yeah. know. Right. So it's sure. like because yeah. you go down to the south, it's a whole other ball game. Like, it's yeah. more, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Okay. Yep. It's more. It's more community. Yeah. People walk outside. Look big community. And then when yeah. they do be trying they, to help, they, they, they saying hi to... all the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then sometimes I kind of be thinking to myself like, okay, well, when people of other races are necessarily trying to help the community, is, are they just trying to align themselves with black people to look cool? Because now it's a look. It becomes a, a look. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. It becomes. Because you know, being black is it's cool a now. Trend. It's popular. You know, <laughs> it's a trend. Type of thing. Right, right, so. Right. Yeah. Those are the things I feel like. Yeah, like yeah. So look, we questioning intentions yeah. though because we didn't had a lot of people that with, in the with good reason. Yeah, we got every pass. good reason too. Yeah. Sure. I always do. Like I said, when I see black and white people to, or black and anything else together, I'm looking at the other. As you said, I'm looking at the other. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what do you want out of this relationship? Is it melanin? Is it bone marrow? Is it what? Like, I, like you want mixed kids? Is what you want? I feel and like they, they do. They be wanting that too. Us. They be wanting that too. It's yeah. almost kind of like they wear our culture like a coat, you know? Like, sure. it, it's hot for right now, for you know? Sure. For sure. Right. But don't want the heat that come with it. At all. Like, want so, all the groove, but none of the blues. Man. man. For real. Man. man. For real. I like that. <laughs> for real. All the grooves and none of the none of the blues. None of the blues. Nobody wants that. So, look, back to what Kenan asked when you said, can white people be pro-black? And then you started talking about your professor, right? So then I came up with this question, too. Where do white people even come from? You get me? I say that to say. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, we about to do some history. Later. This question. <laughs> uh-huh. This question had come up before. And it, that's that's the. I hear you. Go ahead. It came up that white people don't have a place that they really came from. That it was like mm-hmm. that white, basically that white people are black people, mm-hmm. but they just white. You feel me? Yeah. Right. Y'all heard that? Y'all believe that? We Asiatic man. Asiatic. Like we the Asiatic. Like we the, we the original. I've never heard that word. Okay. Yeah. Who said that's the OG? <laughs> We 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 the original man basically. basically. Yeah. Everybody come from the, us. The original. It was when the breakup of Pangea had happened and when continents moved further away from the equator where it was colder, which is pretty much more up north. No more sun, so they couldn't get light. Yeah. yeah. So that's so that's <laughs> when skin. That's you know through hundreds of years, 
that's when their skin started to get light. That's when their features started to change. That's when hair became more straightened. That okay. So then when you when I go back to this question and ask can white people be pro black, I think my answer was kinda like if they probably know where they came from. But no fucking shit. Right. Hey, no, that's <laughs> I think you're going for yeah. real. Like, yeah. I'm yeah. um, somewhere. You come you're going back to your roots. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, maybe, perhaps, uh, but no, nah, it's too much privilege out here nowadays. Man. Mm-hmm. Right. Too much privilege. For sure. <laughs> so, um, what you got any answers or or we on the um, we on the fence with that one? Um I'm on the fence. Honestly, honestly. because like um I'm real protective over anything I care about and because I actually <laughs> care about the black community, I'ma just say no. Like it's, no for you. it's, it's us. Okay. Like, it's, for you. Yeah, okay. you're not part of the squad, it's a no. <laughs> okay. You know, because we can sit at y'all table at a point in time. You mm-hmm. know, let our table be ours. Don't try to sit here now because it, it look cool. You know, we got it. Speak. We've been bearing this cross, you know, X amount. Of, we got it. We good. Yeah, Diamond gonna fuck him up. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, speak, speaking of that, do, do y'all believe that the segregation of schools helped the black community, or it pushed us further away from? I think everything done in the world does not help the blacks. <laughs> I kind of say that too. If segregation, segregation still. It helps I think it would I think we would be closer as a people. Mm-hmm. I think kind of like removing that blurred line, I guess, um, started to put it in like black people heads that they needed to achieve like this type of um, that patriarch that you know white supremacy put out there, and I feel like that started to create a gap within us because you know black people saw themselves as all equal at one point, mm-hmm, all mm-hmm. up until you know things changed and. I feel like that's kind of like one of them. If segregation was still around, and it would be us within us. Our money yeah. would be within it our money. Us, us, our us. businesses will be within our businesses. And we'll probably economically be better when you think I about mean, it. I mean, we had Black Wall Street. For yeah. Sure. We right. had that. We was, so like we had more than that. We really. was running that. Yeah. Do y'all yeah, think we Biden had more than that. Do y'all think that perhaps, um, like, but you know what they did to Black Wall Street? Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They and that's what it. that's where I was getting. So yeah. like, do you think that um, the trading, like, if that wouldn't have happened, that we'd still have more violence today? You know, perhaps. Hmm. Probably. Probably. I would say so ain't no. We, we, we'll be sacrificed. It'll be like a sacrifice, but then we'll be gaining something as well. Yeah. But so I guess we will have to think about like what would be better, like us mm-hmm. really having that true unity, or you know their um, attacks to pretty much divide us, you know, being the thing that kind of keeps us separate. I guess it'd be a thing of like what we really want. I would have loved to see today play out after those years of Black Wall Street because we like, Mm -hmm. we like I watched, I watched a documentary and us blacks, we had like a whole couple of blocks. We had banks, we had gas stations, you know, you had black people walking into where, you know, where the white people, like with that, like it was it was going on and it's just that's, that's medical systems that. educational mm-hmm. systems yeah. like when we talk about what racism really is like you say um, we like say black people we have no control in those areas so mm-hmm. and in those times we had control of that so man we can have a whole we can, that's real generational yeah. wealth and then like, think about ass. black wall street at a time where black culture was so popular we would be leading the world right. especially if black people really got stingy with their Come resources on. and stuff you know. and if we had like no you can't sit at our table type of attitude we would be on <laughs> like we'll be on fire <laughs> we'll be on fire you can't sit real. with us yeah <laughs> not at all how much how much work you think that is gonna be required to to get to that point though? Oh, that's mm. a good question. I don't know. I don't even know if I'll be. Here I won't be here. Yeah, I don't even know if it's I'll be take, here. To see it. It's it's gonna take because 
they're still video recording cops killing and fucking with black people. Yeah. So like we're still scared and I always say it's gonna take a lot of bloodshed for this to Yeah, it's gonna be war. Mm-hmm. We got to stand up for ourselves and standing up for ourselves against them is like accepting to die, if you might, you know? Yeah. Like willing. I think about that all the time, honestly. I think I about think the police all the time. Like if I if I ever was like seen, you know, like say I seen George Floyd on with, you know, like that's fucked up. I would want to be like, get the fuck off of him. But then I'm also scared to be like, get the fuck off of him. Because mm-hmm. then damn. Yeah. As, as ladies, right? No, how, just how, as how, how do y'all respond? Um, being in the situation, y'all with a significant other, he's a man, oh, and he's yeah. getting harassed by the police, and, and, and you know mm-hmm. they going mm-hmm. in on him. How do how do y'all mm-hmm. respond like in that, that moment? That's when you might be physical, like they got. Regardless, like how you know. How do you be the, there? Where the situation is at at the time? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. if we still in the car and it's, it hasn't progressed, it hasn't escalated. I would just like you know. And just chill, like you know, just, you know what I'm because I honestly feel like, um, the words of a woman is really connected to a man's heart and how he, um, you know, acts and show up in certain situations. Right on. Calm the beast, yeah. yeah. So, just like, is like, you know, I wouldn't want him to feel I would think or I'm going to think that he's less of a man by just, you know, complying, you know what I mean? Because I wouldn't. Right, right. This type is of thing for safety. I, yeah. I love you. Just let's do this. Yeah. Because we like yeah. don't even worry about him. Like yeah. you know. Yeah. Let like, me ground you right quick. Yeah. 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 Let yeah. me get you together. Okay. I don't know. I think that I would. Um, it's like the like she said, depending on the situation. But if I seem like wrestling and hassling, I just I don't know. It's crazy because this well, is I my be loved scared. one. I ain't even gonna lie, and I'll be crying. I would so, be scared. Yeah. This is my loved one. Like I want to do something. I don't want us both to die. Of I don't course, want either. Of course, it's of course. yeah. Want to look into the camera and say it's fucking sad the way we have to feel for the people that protect and serve us that we pay our money to hmm. yeah. but yeah it's, it's sad that's fucked up I don't let time tell it well we have that conversation <laughs> on water she's like policing and slave catching you know she's yeah. you know what I mean yeah. that's what it started off being in don't get her started talking about the police and it over and over yeah I got topics for the next segment after the break I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna. should I bring them up uh, please do Let's see. Yeah. Let's see what you got. Nah. Oh, yeah. Nah. Don't try to hit me with a surprise. What is <laughs> nah, it? I'm not, I'm not gonna. I'm not. Hey, yeah, you good. You good. You sure? Okay. I'm not. I'm not we gave you that yeah. countdown. Ain't nothing we, you don't want to talk about, right? Right. <laughs> right. That's true. I did. Gotta honor my commitment. <laughs> Most definitely. You good. Damn, we got deep, y'all. You got any kids? No, no I don't. But I will. On, you plan on having kids? Yeah. You know, I had a dream like a couple nights. It was Monday morning. I had a dream. I had twins. The fish? A boy and a girl. Oh. No. <laughs> no. It's like I was literally seeing it happen. Like, I saw the house. I saw the person I was, like, married to. But you don't I even recognize myself. that person, huh? You no, don't even I know, know who he is. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> she she said, I know she who coming. he is. Right. <laughs> I, I know who he is. <laughs> I know who he is. That's what's up. How many kids you plan to have? I just want one. But that dream is making me think twins would be in abundance. I think that's what God was trying to, like, get me to understand. So, as being pro-black, do you Mm -hmm. feel you should at least have kids until you have at least a daughter? Like, so what if you have a boy first? Mm -hmm. Do you think that you should have kids until you have a girl so she can reproduce? I don't ever see it that way. No? Mm -mm. I'm not that too deep into it. Okay. okay. Yeah. I ain't never had a lady say that. Do you feel that way? either. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of biased towards it because I have one child, which is a girl. So I was like, I did my job. 
sure. I made a reproducer. Sure. Like, I did my job. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's just how I feel. But I do feel like if they can't use your comb, don't bring them home. No, I'm just <laughs> the lights can't get in this bed. <laughs> Hopefully my kids are solid. They see the work of their mother. And I'm they, wondering. You know, don't speak for itself. Yeah. I'm wondering now if that was a little pro-black test she gave me when she was like, did you get bit by a flea? Like if she thought I was living with white people no. and shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was the cat. <laughs> oh, I sleep with my dog, huh? Yeah, anyway. I share a toothbrush. But um, we were talking about over the break too. Why do you think that our race dates outside it race why do you think are some of those reasons and also do you think that a woman can soften a man in the black on black race black on black dating community because the number one reason that guys date outside their race that i hear is a black woman has too much attitude too much talk back yes no nah not nah, that's no? out my mama talk shit Okay. We don't have to get that opinion from somebody so who actually dated outside What's the race? reason? So what was kind of like your inspiration Shout behind it? <laughs> okay, so that's really far back. We can't hear T for the record. T dates black women. That was in high school when he mm-hmm. did the interracial thing. Yes, it was. He like clear that up. Right. Half the dudes <laughs> right. and, and, Just to get and it question y'all ladies. Half the dudes... Half the dudes that y'all see dating outside y'all race, would y'all even want to date, or do y'all would y'all even see yourself dating that person that y'all see? Oh, I almost answered to some shit while I'm I'm not even single. But I almost got on it. Like I be seeing some chocolate ass daddies. That's funny. Respectfully what, to the relationship. What happened? Yeah, respect, respectfully to the relationship. I'm, I got me a chocolate ass daddy already, but and I'm. My boyfriend black black, so I'm yeah. pro black. Right on. Right on. Okay, no, I hate that shit. I do, and she don't even know what to do with it. She's skinny. She ain't got no love handle. Like, mm-mm. I don't like that. I don't know if our mindset would be the same. I think that'll be the part that'll make it like different for me, because that will kind of let me know right then and there. Like our outlooks is clearly different. That he a weak um, ass nigga, pretty much. Kind of, sort of. Uh, I mean, what? what you it, say? it was just. I would have to get to know him to see, like you know what I mean. I would have to get to know him, but um, I can. You know, I'm a loving person. To see, so he at the beach with Becky, like you know. <laughs> and Keisha I just feel like home. our views would be. I, I would definitely be able to tell our views is different about this. So, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I right. like somebody right now, where our views. Um, we had that conversation, and our views was different. Um. But then he did tell me, like, um, I'm like, he's like, you're like that two out of 10. You know what I mean? Because he has like this, um, I guess, like, from what he's seeing, you know, and it's like all environmental of what was like displayed to him as far as like black women are concerned. And I, you know, like getting to know me is like different from like, you know, that even like for me, like wearing my hair natural, him kind of saying that he's like, oh, my God, I really like that. (laughs) And then it, you know what I mean? Um. But we've had that conversation and our views was different. He necessarily didn't see it that way. This is a black guy. He's black, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I understand. But like since his, you know, he's coming around. Little Oreo? No, he's okay. not eating. He's like really, um, oh, and I, I don't know. Cause I, he's probably going to have seen it. So I don't really want to say. Yeah. But we are completely different. Yeah. All right, fine. Yeah. Hold it. I'm, I'm going to try to get that out of you when we come back from the break. We got to take a break, y'all. It's a 
Patio Politics, KLPJ Diamond. Yeah. With the patio, patio politics. politics. Hey, patio politics. We back again with the Diamond Dion. You already know. Yeah. Hey, okay. <laughs> LP, the host in the building. Yeah. So talented, you guys. And DJ for Jay back <laughs> yeah. here, man. I'm just. <laughs> he like, let me introduce myself. <laughs> for the ones yeah. who ain't got out the trunk. Yeah, you feel me. <laughs> so, um, um, Diamond, um, definitely wanted to um just come by back around and just shine a light on you. If you weren't doing um, what you're doing now with the production, mm-hmm. what would you be doing? What would Diamond be? Ooh, I would be miserable. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> I would be so miserable. <laughs> but where would you be miserable at, though? That's what we want. Uh, uh, working somebody's <laughs> nine to five. Just so going to work with an attitude. Like, I would be serving somebody something with a side of a big ass attitude. <laughs> I would be so mad going to that job. Um I would just be angry somewhere. I ain't even gonna lie. That's why it's so important to discover yourself. I like that you said that. Yeah, and figure out like what it is that you was set out on earth to do. Because if you're not doing it, everything in your life is gonna be out of whack. And you can be Mm -hmm. so mad. That's why people that work at fast food places, nine times out of ten, they are upset. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was one of them. My first job was McDonald's. I used to be pissed. I had seen this post on Instagram that said, um, they rushing me while I'm trying to take my order. Like, damn, can I get a McMinute? <laughs> <laughs> and I used to be one of those people. Anything else? Right. Anything else? Exactly. Anything? Exactly. Anything else? Like, we don't have it. We don't have. I, I was the. I'm we was sad. on my shift. They knew we was out of it. I wasn't going to the back to get nothing. If we didn't have it up here in the front, you wasn't getting it. I would have drove off from your drive through. That was the goal. <laughs> that was the whole goal. Please do. <laughs> Time you off work. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Meet you outside, nigga, for the oh shit I'm on. That was terrible. <laughs> the, the McFrap, hey, I mean, the frat pay machine is broke. All the um, machines broke. <laughs> they asked me for barbecue if it was in the back. I wasn't about to carry it to the front. We ain't got it. You want some sweet and sour? It's right here. No <laughs> I wasn't. It's just McDonald's. Give us the sauce. No, y'all don't understand. It's a lot of stuff that goes from the back to the front. Even if somebody. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't trying to get those steps in. <laughs> Hey, so we know we, we like we know it's a lot of stuff that you won't do. So like five, ten years down the line from mm-hmm. now, where could we see Diamond? Ideally. Uh, Ideally, based off of where you at and where you putting your passion in right now. Okay. Ten years from now, for sure, I'll be on my Tyler Perry shit. I'm gonna have my own lot. It's gonna be Diamond Dion Studios. Cause ten years from now at that point I'm gonna be rich. But my definition of rich is me being able to wake up one day and be like, oh, I want to film this movie in two days. Let's go. Mm-hmm. And like have the space and the equipment and the people to actually do it. But for sure. I feel like no, nah, I feel like I know my career is going to look like Ava DuVernay and Tyler Perry had a baby. Mm. Jazz, I like how she don't cuss in here. You know? <laughs> she like, I feel like, like, nah, you better know. Cause certain words you mm, mm, mm. Yeah. So if you said if you weren't doing this, you'd be miserable with a nine to five. Yeah. I like that you said that because I kind of do the same thing. So I wanted to ask you what happens when your media isn't paying or the movie stuff isn't paying mm-hmm. or the journalism stuff isn't paying. Mm-hmm. That's when um 
that's like the true test to know if you're passionate about what it is that you're doing because that's when it gets hard mm-hmm. that's when it, that's when you get tested um and it's up to you if you gonna fold or not but if you coming from a place of passion you ain't gonna fold that like i've really understood like doing watermelon talk i understood why um the fire is a symbol of what the the word passion you know like Mm -hmm. the word passion you know the symbol of it is like a flame okay and i really feel like it's because when all when everything is crumbling around you it's gonna be that fire that's on the inside of you that's gonna keep you going your passion is gonna be like the very last thing that's gonna withstand through like the midst of everything so that's when passion kicks in like it's gonna get hard that's that candle you can can guarantee you can count (laughs) bank your bottom dollar you gonna be on that bottom dollar when everything is falling apart but you know you gotta hustle so have you ever had the need to work and do have you ever had the need to work to support the media i do that now you doing a nine to five thing now? Yeah, I don't okay. have. And the only thing that, and the only reason why I have grace with doing it is because, uh, for one, it's not like taxing. I get a lot of free time, um, mm-hmm. but I know it's for this because I'm working on this. This money is, you know, for mm-hmm. that. Um, Got a plan, and mission. Yeah, right. and then um, last month, well, like the end of July, like yeah, July. Um, I was lucky enough to start like working in production, like on bigger productions. Mm-hmm. And um, that gives me that breath of fresh air too. Right. Like in the it's midst. not like work. Yeah. Just... Yeah. It gives me that breath of fresh air too. Dope. Okay, cool. Nice. I wanted to know that because I mean, you hear it a lot to sustain our entrepreneurial habits. Mm-hmm. We got to be workers sometimes. Like if we Absolutely. just don't have it in the bag, you know? Absolutely. I- so dope thank you for that you can't be afraid to allow for people to see you start from the bottom I feel like I think that I, you're right because then it shows it like like down that's it. rough <laughs> <laughs> exactly it shows where you're coming from it's, I feel like it's more respect there mm-hmm. when you you know I feel like it's more respect there I feel like yeah that's the difference in between like Oprah donating 20,000 and Kenan donating 20,000. It's yeah. like, damn, K. <laughs> you you really, yeah, yeah, understood. Yeah. Would you look at it like a, uh, like a sacrifice? Like you're um, sacrificing hmm. something. You, you know, don't want to work, but you're sacrificing to do. To get where you I do feel like I'm sacrificing, but the money wouldn't be the number one sacrifice. I feel like I'm sacrificing um, myself, honestly. Your time. Yeah, my time. So, um, so the hour of your life. Like, I feel... Yeah. I, honestly, at one point... And this was, like, during post-production, which I feel like was, like, the hardest season of it, of doing it. Um, I remember finding myself, like, praying to God, like, if there's any other way, let this cut pass for me. You know, and I feel like that's when I had realized that... I was really like operating in purpose and that was like one of the moments where it was really getting hard mm-hmm, mm-hmm, for sure mm-hmm. like I understood being the sacrificial lamb and like I said I'm really big on um, it's my burning desire to not disappoint the people that's like a part mm-hmm. of this watermelon talk journey with me you know what I mean um, like even on one the pedophilia episode like this his name is Roman but you know he opened up and like broke down crying at the table and was willing to be vulnerable and express his trauma you know what I mean and it's just like stuff like that he's not the only one as I do season two and many more like there's other people that need that space to yeah and that helped him yeah surely 
Yeah, and um, I just feel like it's my responsibility. And when I start putting that type of weight on my shoulders, it's like, oh, I got to get up. Like, I can't, you know, mm-hmm. I got to fight back. Yeah. Yeah. Sound like purpose. Man, yeah. Man. Yeah. Man. And it's bigger than you. So that's why all them blessings been coming. Like, everybody in that room, mm-hmm. like, I'm seeing people from different productions that I didn't even know was connected to you, that I done worked mm-hmm. on, productions on, like, in the beginning of my career. Oh. And for you to be just starting out and to be able to bring that many people together in that room like that, mm-hmm. it's only oh, going um, to grow more. The whole, the whole, um, um, Tanya, uh, yeah. the whole, um, mm-hmm. who she came with, mm-hmm. and, um, I think it's like two more people, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've honestly, that's like one of the things that like make me feel like God, like you really, really doing something because to sit up there and get people from different hoods to like sit down and talk mm-hmm. and have a conversation. I love that. You know what I mean? Like that's so, like that's so powerful. Yeah. That's so powerful. Like these people sorry, go ahead. Man. No, go ahead. These people and I say this all the time cuz I'm around gang members all mm-hmm. the time. I know these bloods, and I know these crips, and I know that they I know they would be the best of homies yeah. if they didn't know where they were from. So it'd be like I think that that was so important. It was so necessary. It was so smart. It was so all the words I can't even think of to put those people in there and just let them be people. Yeah. Not to be gangbangers, not to be red. Like, you're people. Yeah. You got a brother like I got a brother. You got a mom like I have a mom. And I just, I'm Mm -hmm. I'm super big on that. So I think it was great. Yeah. For sure. Um, oh, like each level, like yeah, does the sacrifice gets hard? Um, that was a good question. Yeah. Hmm. Because I'm just now starting pre-production for season two, like I haven't yet encountered it, but I'm sure it's coming because that just comes with it. You know, I feel like that just comes with it. Like you can bank on that type of thing. But yeah, I feel like I experienced that with just doing it the first time. I feel like each... Like, when I thought pre-production was making me nervous and it was hard, it was nothing like what I experienced in post. And then sitting up there, plan- it wasn't nothing like planning um, a premiere, you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like that type of thing. So, yeah, everything had its level of hard for sure. Yeah. What are some of the ways that you keep yourself balanced when dealing with the levels of hard that you're talking about? Uh, I try to keep people that's for me around me for sure i got to like that's my foundation mm-hmm. um like christina being one of them mm-hmm. like us being best yeah. friends christina Cover. yeah i remember um and she, me and christina are you looking for her bestie <laughs> she is not <laughs> okay and i tell you. her all the time i tell her you know i don't share i don't share my things christina is one of my things no, diamond passionate <laughs> she got that fire <laughs> um, but yeah, I remember, like, telling her, because I was super nervous, like, right before it came out, because I'm like, oh, you know, I was just nervous, and um, I had told her, and I was, like, vulnerable. I'm like, you know, I'm about to embark on this journey, you feel me? And, um, you know, and I told her, like, you know, the only thing that's really, like, grounding me right now is the fact that, like, I know, like, you, my mom, my family, and the people that's really close to me, like, you guys are my foundation, so however this turns out for me, like, I know y'all still gonna be here. You know, and I just hold on to that. You know what I mean? Because I didn't know if this was going to... Flip, flop, what? Yeah, mm-hmm. or... Um, and I still... I haven't released all the episodes, so I still don't even know if if certain my perspectives is going to get me dragged or get me... You know what I mean? I'm just like, it was just thinking about the worst. 
So I just like put it in my head, like regardless of whatever is put out into the world, like people like Christina, like, you know what I mean? Like she, she gonna ride for me regardless. She gonna love me. Regardless. And those was your ideas. So if yeah. it was a topic indeed that I get you dragged, it's only getting you dragged from the people that shouldn't even be watching water. And bring it and bring it back you know to your purpose though, because you putting it out there for to to heal people for the most yeah. part. Like, yeah. And not hurt. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. And you got people that's gonna speak your truth with you. They dragging you, they gotta drag me too. Oh, Amen. So, Ooh, so, yeah, stuff yeah, like that. Part. You know what I mean? <laughs> shit, man, Kendon <laughs> always <laughs> do <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the tissue? See, stuff like that. My you little know? hair stood up on my arm. I should have shaved if I knew you was going to give me chills. <laughs> yeah, it's like Kendon, even um, like Tanya, and like even a few other people that I've like grown to become close with after doing it is, you know, they feel the same way. And I just be like, oh my God. Y'all everything. I'm out here, too. Yeah. That's so, what We got to protect our own. You know what I mean? Yeah. Man, there's so many people that's getting blackballed. Like, what's going on with a lot of people? Yeah. Like, a lot of people don't speak up for people. And not mm-hmm. saying that they have to, but imagine. Mm-hmm. Message. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My bad to cut you off. No, you yeah. didn't. We was, it was all good. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just wanted to ask, um, with Watermelon Talk continuing, four people that you are going to get on the panel like for sure yeah that you want you're that you're manifesting spoilers. you're trying to get spoilers <laughs> no I'm uh, not no this is future this is not even what you've mm-hmm. shot already this is like I know dang I've been I have looking. people in mind damn I want Ray J on here like yeah I have people in mind and I prayed about it and God gonna work it out oh you're not gonna oh. give it to us uh uh-uh. uh you know what <laughs> <laughs> you gave it to uh-uh. who you were supposed to give it to huh I said you gave it to who you were supposed yeah, to give point. it to oh god <laughs> yes I did oh, you god. gonna work it out <laughs> my favorite I'm always trying to get it here first on the patio <laughs> mm-hmm. but um I will say um, everybody who did show up for me season one, like they know how, how so deeply I appreciate them. And um, even like, you know, the men that stood up, you know, that, you know, people would label them as gang members and whatnot. I'm so glad, like on that paranoia that comes with being a black mm-hmm. man episode, how, you know, and Kenna was a part of that episode, so I commend you so much too. You didn't come to the premiere, but you was there for filming. You did. So I appreciate <laughs> it. Because we was filming. Yeah, we was right. I was filming during that. <laughs> we was working. Um, but I'm so deeply proud of you guys, like, you know, for standing up and being men first. You know what I mean? Like, you, can, I really can't label that them part. as gang members. You know what I mean? Because they literally stood up and was men first and was able to be vulnerable and open up and express their truth. You know what I mean? And I'm just so grateful that they trusted me enough to show up and do that. And, mm-hmm. you know, like, Jap was a really big... Um, you know, like a big support in, you know, doing that Ruger, amazing support. You know what I mean? Like Ruger showed up without me asking, you know, just he, you know, solidarity. I got, you know what it I mean? It looked like it's happening again. You cried at the premiere. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but, you know, just for like, you know, them to show and even Tanya too, like all of them just showing up and just willing to, you know, like stand for what's right. Like I love them for that. Yeah. And I'm just so grateful that they trusted me enough, yeah. you know, to be able to just yep. show up. That's a good feeling. Yeah. I don't got those poor people, man. No worries, though. <laughs> I do have one person in mind. Tell I, us. Mm, no, I feel like when you start talking too soon, that's what things are. You know what I mean? Or, yeah. or if you're talking amongst family and people that care about you, this could be really good, great <laughs> manifestation. That's true. Once I do get him, I'll make it clear. Like, I'll post a clip for this episode and be like, this is who I was withholding. Because I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him. You make sure you you bring him to the patio first. Okay. Don't tell no 
Nobody. Okay. Nobody, buddy. Okay. Nobody. I got you. Uh, is, All right, cool. Is there anything that you want to leave the people with? Um, perhaps any young queens that's on the same journey that you've been on? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would say um, every day is a moment to get to know yourself more. And, um, you know, the moment that you, like, unpack your truth and really, like, walk in and live in your purpose, you unstoppable after that and don't let nobody try to tell you anything different you you may be wrong you may be operating from passion and people start to you know um use other labels for you you know don't let that discourage you you know as long as you feel in your heart you doing what's right can't nobody tell you you're wrong um and yeah just stay consistent that's for anybody yeah. Just stay consistent. You got it. You got this. Message. Yeah. And when they want to see Watermelon Talk, when they want to follow you, where can they? Um, so you can follow me on Instagram at the Diamond Dion, which is T-H-E-E-D-I-M-O-N-D-D-I-O-N. My name is Diamond, but there is no A in my name. <laughs> um, and then Watermelon Talk episodes are released on YouTube. So you can look that up by just typing in Watermelon Talk. Because um, it's going to pop up. Yeah. And um, yeah, pretty much yeah, that's it. Yeah. All right, shit. Thank you, guys. Okay, so let me ask you a question. Who, me? Yeah. Oh, this don't work like that. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, because, like, in a matter of time, I'll be um podcasting, too. Mm-hmm. So let's see. So let's, like, let the people get to know who you are. <laughs> who, me? They know yeah. me. They okay, so you said show. you got a boyfriend. What's his name? She's <laughs> <laughs> oh, Are you private about your relationship, or I'm, are you open? I'm open with my relationship. Are you happy? Yes, I am happy in my relationship. How long have you guys been together? Four years. What's the best part of him? His 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 integrity to care. And what else? He cares no matter what. Okay. Um, I don't know. I think that's a, that's a big one. <laughs> Just the integrity to care is like the the biggest thing for me. He, yeah. Or do you see yourself marrying him? No. You don't want to get married. No. Okay. Simply, I just want to be proposed to to know that I'm good enough. Yeah. I can really respect that. Yeah. Like, just validate me, huh? And just wear the ring forever, yeah. yeah. I completely understand that. <laughs> um, keep it real. So, like, how do you necessarily, you know, keep the balance between having a serious relationship and prioritizing your career at the same time? Because, you know, as women, we can get so deeply in love where we forget that we're, like, chasing goals and stuff. Mm-hmm. So how do you balance it? Oh, it takes it takes years. Like you said, every day you can learn yourself. Mm-hmm. So literally every morning I do self-reflect and just be like, hmm, what am I really wanting to do? What's going on? As far as relationship and career goes, it doesn't, it, they don't conflict for me. Mm-hmm. Like I'm still able to do what I want to do, do this stuff and still have a relationship. I just, I'm personality. So sometimes I can brought, that can bother my dude sometimes because mm-hmm. I have to be, hey, smiling in his face and chilling with him and mm-hmm. hanging with him and stuff. So your boyfriend ever get jealous of that? Yes. Really? How does he go about it? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, oh God, hey, okay. look, look, see, look, that look, look you already gave me a little demonstration. Listen, y'all done seen Diamond on the yeah. patio of politics. Yeah. Now you got to see what's happening. And this is the type of stuff that she going to bring out of people on the Watermelon Talk. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, we know Great. where to find you at and tap in. Yes, thank you guys yeah. for having me. Yeah. It's really like good chemistry. You guys are definitely doing something dope. I'm so proud of you. I know thank how hard you, it is to put on production, so you guys are doing your thing. <laughs> oh, thank okay. you. Yeah. All of you guys. With that said, y'all, we out of here because we got another episode coming up. Y'all keep it locked. We had Diamond Dior on today. Y'all like that? Diamond Dior. Do the love, blah, blah, blah.
right? That's okay because we got editors. <laughs> Diamond Dion in the building. I'm sitting right here next to my boy Ken. And I'm LP, the host of LA, and y'all know DJ, DJ Jay in the J. bag. Thank y'all for watching. I was making Richard. You was making Richard. <laughs> Come on and just give us a try, yeah. Cause it's right for life. Trying to be part of your life. We got whatever you like, yeah. Come on and just give us a try, yeah. I said it's right for life. Come in with the shows that you like. We trying to be the best on the mic. DJ playing cuss that you like, yeah. It could be the start of your day. Or maybe just the end of your night, uh, uh. But if you rock it with us, patio politics is gonna do you right. Oh, oh, oh. Cause it's right up for life. Trying to be part of your life. Yeah. We got whatever you like. Whatever you like. Come on and just give us a try. Yeah. Cause it's right up for life. Oh. Trying to be part of your life. Oh. We got whatever you like. Ooh. Come on and just give us a try. Yeah. We hope you stay a while.